Welcome to Talking in Stations. It is March 29th. Today we're going to go over some uh, action happening in Helm's Deep area of Delve. We have the system, which is one of the main systems of the group TNT, Tactical, Tactical Narcotics Team. And they have a ton of structures, 10 or more, that are being destroyed at this moment. Uh, we'll watch that as we do the news broadcast today. You're looking at the Keepstar and the system of... Mm, eight what was it eight j eight r q j eight romeo quebec juliet thank you and that is one of the last systems in helm's deep uh the bottom left corner on dot land we can have a look at that in a minute i'm here with rich how's it going rich hello and we have uh also off camera uh the person providing you the actual camera is abby rova how you doing abby I'm good. Thanks, Madarel. How are you? Good. Uh, and also in here is Gregorian. How are you doing, Gregorian? I'm all right. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, okay, let's get started. Uh, first thing I want to do is, uh, again, let you know that we're going to be watching action from Delve uh, here, Helm's Deep, that Keepstar goes out in, what do we have here, Abby, like uh, 40 minutes? uh 24 25 25 okay so by the time uh we're wrapping up the show this thing will go under attack we will stick around until it uh, is destroyed and oof um let's take a look oh uh there's something very important that we wanted to say at the beginning right rich yes in regards to the recent passing of a ceo of fraternity right one of their ceos a young man uh passed away unexpectedly and so we uh, give our condolences to Fraternity. You may have seen that they sacrificed a Ragnarok, I think it was, of some kind of a Titan uh, to be destroyed as a, in a remembrance of the uh, person. They had, a, I believe, a couple of wakes or Sino uh, signings, um, lightings. And so uh, tragic, tragic, way too early. We talked to Noros earlier today. We didn't mention it um, at the beginning, so we're mentioning it now. Uh, our condolences to Fraternity to that corporation, and uh, to everybody involved. Okay, uh, let's start with um, some activity yesterday in Amatar, in Lantorn. There was a huge attack between Snuff and Wrecking Crew. They were uh, locked into a fight, I believe, at the time that we were doing the recording for Talking in Stations, the weekly report. And uh, how did that turn out? Well, uh, it, I'm looking at the battle report right now, and it looks like it went better for Snuffed Out than it went for RC. Over 100 uh, capital ships were destroyed in this fight. Yeah, well, what was the bill total? Uh, looks like uh, in total it was... Uh, uh, Nearly 500 billion. Yeah, that's a heck of a fight. It looks like Titans really mixed it up with Dreadnoughts. Uh, we yeah. It's all wave after snuffed wave. At, Go ahead and Snuffed Out's uh, Titans were, uh, that looked like they were one of the decisive advantages because uh, the other side did not bring Titans of their own. Go on. And Dreadnoughts can trade really well against. Uh, 
uh, small numbers of Titans, but once you get into large numbers of capital ships, uh, large numbers of Titans, uh, the Dreadnoughts aren't going to trade as well against them. Right. All right. Do you have anything else to report on that? Well, uh, Lanthorn is the usual system that uh, Snuffed Out sets up in when they deploy to this part of the map. Uh, I've heard that uh, a couple, in addition to this deployment, which in many ways is because their home area of Black Rise isn't doing as well as it, it had been. I, I have, however, heard that uh, some elements of wrecking crew such as the corporation Reikoku have been active striking at in at snuffed out aligned stuff in that in black rice yeah as you can see this is the the uh very popular area here in Hamitar. let me get that let me get that centered for you yeah it, it's close to amamake which is traditionally one of the big uh iconic losec systems yeah it's kind of like the time of that region isn't it yep here's damlin there's where i'm uh hanging out with the dam fam uh but down here is very dangerous waters you have amamaki uh secede we saw some action there and here lantorn so we've seen stuff happen in Dahl, and so these this area here this triangle is extremely dangerous a lot of activity and really big assets being put on the line there with yeah uh, titans and dreadnoughts I believe Jonas yeah. uh, Peserad uh, of uh, Snuffed Out posted a battle report on Reddit. Uh, he stated that the, I believe this battle was actually something they uh, alarm clocked based on a video he's recently released. Uh, once the dreads uh, were on grid, they uh, logged theirs in, jumped in, and uh, began the Dread Brawl. As soon as they realized they were getting an advantage and the Dread Brawl was turning to their favor, they undocked Supers and Titans and logged in to clear up the battle. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so right now, Losec is having its own... It's basically coalesced into a couple... Two, two coalitions and is fighting each other kind of like how Nullsec is on one side you have snuffed out and their friends which are usually well whatever Baltrum's group is calling itself these days hard knocks sometimes shows up as well and a few others and then a lot of different low sec groups in like Wrecking Crew, Dock Workers, Siege Green, uh, all all on the other side. It appears in this case it was uh, mostly snuffed out that participated in this battle. They had a few uh, help, a bit of help uh, from friends in Verge of Collapse and uh, Ivana, but uh, from what I've seen, it was mostly their group in this uh, battle. Uh, they've released uh, official video on their YouTube channel, and I believe Giannis has also released a video as well on one of the Reddit threads. Oh, jeez. This is uh, hard to watch. It's got things all over things all over things. All right, well, send us a video that we can actually look at and see what happens <clears throat> next time.
All right, so that's uh, low sec. Um, there's uh, big fights going on there, 500 billion in ISK. And that's only going to go up because a lot of those are capitals and there. We expect those things to get a lot more expensive in the near future. So that's going to end up being a much bigger bill if it happens again after industry changes kick in. Okay. What else we got? Uh, Rich, let's talk about... What are we what are we calling this thing that we talked about with Naros earlier today? Uh, I'd like to call it the uh, safe conduct pass or a safe conduct sino. Okay, can you explain what it is? And uh, actually, let's go to that view. All right, go ahead. On Monday, uh, very early on Monday, uh, official re uh, release was given out, and that is. Uh, Norhouse and the rest of the leaders of Pappy have set up a uh, a safe conduct pass for anybody wishing to leave the war zone on the side of the Imperium by contacting either Norhouse, Headliner, Lady Scarlet, Vili, RDMR, or Jack Schema. You sh uh, should be able to set up a well. Once you, if you pass the background check, they will set up a way for you to move. Super capital, capital, and uh, other similar assets out of 1DQ and far, far away from the battlefield in safety. Of course, this means you are put, if you are a member of the Imperium, which this offer is given to, this offer you have to, well, put your trust in these individuals. Noras earlier today has confirmed this offer is legitimate. It is not a scam and not a hoax, and they are not charging anything for it. Uh, as long as you follow your, their instructions, they will take. Uh, well, they will leave you and your assets far away from the battlefield. But uh, you, there are some consequences if you take this uh, offer. What are those consequences? Due to the Imperium policy on exporting supercapital assets, if you were are to leave, there is a strong possibility that you may face a blacklisting from the Imperium. They, I believe they do have an official service which allows you to liquidate supercapital assets of your own uh, through them officially, but if you have any attachment to your supercapitals, uh, such as titans or supers, and you wish to take them out, you may face blacklisting. You, due to the nature of what's currently going on with the war and choosing to leave at such a critical moment, you may also face uh, social stigma and uh, be labelled anything ranging from a traitor as a coward or, or a backstabber or anything like this. In addition, after you depart, uh, from what I'm uh, reading here, there isn't any obligations on what you have to do or you, what you don't have to do. I believe Pandemic Horde, Attest, and uh, some other groups have set up a system where you can apply for their corpse. But uh, keep in mind, if you take this offer, there is a high possibility that you'll be blacklisted from the Imperium. I see. So uh, this is a come out with your hands up and you can pass, basically. Uh, yes, this is an opportunity for those who do not wish to stay in the war and they want to get their assets out to get it out early. Uh, if 1DQ4s, and should the war progress towards the Pappy side's favour, any assets that are not secured will be placed into asset safety. This is an opportunity for people to, if they want to, get their assets out before they have to go through any other risky future procedures, whether by the Imperium or by themselves, or the difficulty of extracting 
uh, super capital or any other asset from the asset safety system. Uh, could you remind me which uh, asset Ermelin. safety system that is? Ermelin. Uh, as far as I'm aware, right now in Ermelin, on grid with the asset safety station, there is a Northern Coalition Keepstar. And there will be uh, groups who will aim to camp in and destroy Imperium assets after the war is over. Well, uh, any other information? If not, we'll move into analysis of this and uh, talk about what it could mean. Uh, I don't believe there's any other information as of right now. Uh, they have a process for this, which involves messaging any of these people. You may have to pass a background check to ensure that, well, your story matches up and you intend on leaving the Imperium and taking your assets out. And then afterwards, they will set up a process where you will be able to take all of your belongings, jump to a Sino, dock in the Keepstar, and you will be required to follow their instructions, which will most likely take you down a Keepstar chain, and you'll be left somewhere far, far away from the war zone and uh, give an opportunity to decide what to do next. Okay, so... And my first question is, has anybody taken them up on his offer? I believe somebody has mentioned that some uh, Bovril Borers uh, individuals have taken up the offer. There oh. apparently has been a Komodo faction titan has been moved out. Oh. And uh, Noraus, I, uh, uh, speaking to Noraus today, some people have messaged him looking to take their assets out of the Imperium space. Yeah, I think in our interview with Noraus a few hours earlier, he said there were three individuals um, okay, we don't know who they are, anything. I said they could be uh, just planted spies, you know, the same thing that people accuse that brave guy of, of being when uh, the golden ticket was taken uh, in the M2 situation. Refer back to a few shows uh, on that one. Go to the M2 ones. Um, <clears throat> but he said something interesting. I hadn't thought of it before, but Naro said they could be spies, but they wouldn't be my spies. And I thought, oh, that makes sense, because each of these groups in Pappy has their own set of spies, and nobody knows who's who. So, interesting. <coughs> That's correct. Uh, but I do also want to tell people that this decision <coughs> should not be taken lightly. Uh, you will be leaving behind uh, <coughs> a group, and you uh, probably will be labeled some awful things and be accused of being a traitor or being a coward or not willing to uh, fight the war to the end. <clears throat> but I also want to say that there's nothing wrong with putting yourself above the interests of your alliance or your leader. If you, In fact, there's everything right with uh, loving yourself and putting yourself first. So if you don't wish to partake in the war anymore and you feel that the war is <coughs> something you don't want to be a part of and your assets are something that you want to take the opportunity to keep safe, then, well, this offer is open. You are, however, having to trust members of an enemy uh, coalition. But I believe by the time somebody is getting ready to undock and jump to a Sino, I think their decision has already been made in this case. <clears throat> yeah, I'm okay. It's uh, <clears throat> my voice <clears throat> slipping. Okay, sorry. Um... So what do you what do you think of this uh, on the analysis side of things? So this is the offer. We confirmed that it's real. They made a public statement about it, um, and uh, you know M two had a similar offer when Imperium said, "Hey, you want to save your Titan? Sell it to us. You can get out. We'll pay you for it. Of course, we'll pay you a fraction of what it's worth, but we will pay you for it." Uh, and then they had a silver ticket, which was the same thing. 
only a little bit later. And I think for uh, super capitals instead of just Titan. So the idea is we want to take your Titan and we'll let you out. That was the golden ticket thing. In this one, it's we don't want to fight you. Our fight's not with you. Our fight is with your leadership. So you can take off and you can take your stuff and it's free. So the offers are a little bit different. What do you think of that? This is a deliberate attempt to see which individuals in the Imperium do not are not, uh, how do I say, 100% uh, focused and involved in the war. It's an attempt to find out which ones may uh, have them, their own interests at heart and may wish to depart from the war. This is 100% an attempt to potentially bring out as many super capitals away from 1DQ as possible and send them far, far away from the battlefield where they will no longer be of any influence in any upcoming battles. This not only, well, this not only makes the fight easier for the Pappy side, but also uh, because it makes it easier in, in the event of a confrontation, but also it makes them, well, they don't have to account for them. To kill each super requires dreads and resources, and for each one that they can convince to leave uh, like this, then there's a lot less resources and a lot less effort they'll have to expend in the future. Thank you, Rich, for uh, that report. I have a few words on this, and uh, and that is it's <clears throat> very simple. The, the uh, Pappy doesn't want your Titan. They don't need your Titan. They have enough of their own. What they want is to lessen the population of 1DQ because uh, they can't fight the server. And if everybody stays in 1DQ and shows up every time there is some kind of a red alert, it's going to be difficult to move enough people in in order to fight this. Uh, I've heard some strategies that are very interesting if that does happen, but... The ideal would be to lessen the population in 1DQ in order to actually have a fight if they need to do that. And they do in order to siege it. Uh, so that's interesting. On the other side of it, if you're on the Imperium, you need to keep your people together because your people and those tights together are your influence. That's your power base. It's not the territory as we've seen and we're going to see as territory gets taken up, as structures get destroyed. That's not actually what what is important or influential about the Imperium, it is the people and those super capitals that they can put on the field. That's the power base. We spoke to Norhouse earlier today, and he's spoken about with the upcoming industry changes, he predicts that uh, super carriers will massively rise in price, as will Titans. I believe he's uh, expecting them to rise well over 50 billion per super carrier and well over 150 billion per Titan. With this in mind, People who do not wish to take the opportunity to extract it and instead leave their super capital assets into asset safety may face danger in the future because the cost of removing assets from asset safety is calculated on the day you attempt to remove it. Should these super capital assets be rise to price in the future and you attempt to cash it out, what uh, if you could afford it now, you may not afford it in the future. Yeah. Let's talk about that a little bit. The idea that a, a Titan is worth 200, and two, 200, 240 billion may be correct with the pricing as it is now. We'll just use that as a comparison to the 120 it is to build right now. That's basically doubling the cost of a Titan, putting it out of reach for most players. But the reality is you can still buy a Titan for 80 to 90 
billion. So what gives? They're worth 120 now. They're going to be worth 240. Why are they being sold for 90, 100 billion right now? And the idea is there's still so many titans out there that that gameplay is no longer um, reachable, right? Because you're either fighting in this war here or you're a part of snuff. Uh, but be, going alone or going with a small group in your titan is always has always been a big risk. So people tend to gravitate towards each other. That's why a lot of people are in the Imperium, in my opinion. They've gone there because they can actually build their super capital they always wanted. And they can actually use it because it's part of a big, safe group. People who gravitate towards NCDOT do it for the same reason. It's a smaller group, but it's the same concept. I have a Titan. I don't want to lose it. How do I keep from losing it? I know. I'll join the Wolves. Uh, and so those opportunities, though, are going to get smaller and smaller, and they take a lot out of you. You have to play a different game style, unless that's exactly what you want to do. So I think a lot of people are looking at the writing on the board and saying, this thing may be worth a lot in the future, but I want to get out of it now. Like, I want to get out of that gameplay. And in a weird way, I may be wrong about this, but I kind of feel like this is death to supers. We've always thought like, yeah, death to supers, just nerf them into the ground. Noros even says like, they should be nerfed into the ground, then people will give them up. But I actually think they've capped the number of supers in this game, theoretically, uh, without putting a hard cap on the number of supers in this game. You make them so expensive to build that nobody's ever going get to the, get their money back if they build one, so they're not going to build one. And then, As of right now, I don't think anybody's building them. I've heard of right. people complaining that they're super capital BPOs, blueprint originals, and the copies that they make out of them, they can't offload them. They can't find a way to sell these blueprint copies because nobody's building the super capitals. Yeah. I, I I would agree with that assessment. So if you cap the new ones that are being made, uh, for a long time, nobody's going to buy it. Uh, so you're not going to profit from it. You might build it for yourself, but you're not going to profit from it. But for a long time, that means we have a world of finite super capitals. And those are going to become, over time, I assume, more and more valuable as they start to die off. Eventually, at some point, they will become valuable enough to meet their construction cost. But that's a long way off. That's at least a year and a half to three years off, I think. So, Well, somebody's going to have to give eventually. Somebody's eventually going to say, once all the super cap uh, capitals are bought up and nobody's selling them, eventually somebody has to start building them if the price and demand is high enough. Yeah. All right, I think we have just a few minutes on that timer. Uh, we'll start watching it now as we continue. I think it's a very interesting... Very interesting. We're just starting to get a look at how significant these uh, industrial changes are. So I think the I think the safe conduct pass, the safe conduct sign offer, the timing is very auspicious at this yeah, point. And of course, uh, as uh, many well many ancient military strategists have said, you don't want to corner an army, and in this case, they want to let the people who want to escape escape. Of course, it uh, I wanted to emphasize on the fact that for those who wish to leave, it is your choice to do so. And uh, you take this choice knowing the risks. You take this choice knowing that this could be a hoax, even though these leaders have sworn that it is not. And you take the risk that you may face consequences for doing this. But if you want to, t uh, if you feel that the risks are worth it, and you have the ability to get into another group, and you don't fear the consequences, and there's no other alternatives, 
then you may feel this is justified to do so. And you may wish to take up this offer. But the offer as of right now is here. I have no idea how long this offer will last. But um, if true. you wish to evacuate your super capital assets, I, I believe uh, Noras has said if you have carriers, uh, he, he'll be able to sign you onto a Fortizar. If you have super capitals, he'll be able to sign you onto a Keepstar. And if you have raw cores, he'll be able to sign it onto, well, just a, a regular Fortizar. Should be able to, yeah, should be able to dog there. Yeah. If you have multiples of these, you may wish to tell. You probably wish to tell him that and uh, see what he can arrange to help you get these assets out. Well, it is so interesting because, and again, we're looking at it from a military perspective. You're you've surrounded a town basically. You're starting to destroy all the buildings on the outskirts. Everybody's downtown at this point. You're you're islanding it off. And now you're saying, if you want to get out, we'll let you out. If you're a civilian, not a military guy, then you can you can pass with everything. And that happens at a time when all their stuff just went up in value. If they have a bunch of stuff that's transportable or uh, especially these super capital ships and capital ships. Now, the alternative is, I imagine, you want to leave, but you don't want to leave on a bad note. So you could sell your titan to goon swarm or the imperium and keep it in the family so to speak so somebody else could use it maybe not you but somebody else and uh i would imagine that would be a counter offer if if uh, the imperium were we're seeing a, a number of people leaving you know they may say like okay 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 you can go but leave that here we need that that might be interesting i don't know um yeah sorry i just want to say now sure, the timer has just come out all right we can start to see fighters moving down. Yeah, I always like this. It looks to me this looks very otherworldly, almost like a cloud. You see the cloud of fighters there. The concentration you see at the top left is actually a Fortizar, and those are super carriers and carriers around there. And what and they titans. do, and Titans, and they release. I'm thinking of the super carriers and carriers in this example. They release fighters, and so the fighters start to move slowly towards the intended target. They will eventually surround that target that is a space station that you're looking at and fire upon it until it is destroyed. Um, but it does feel weird, almost like um, tentacles coming out from, from an octopus or something. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of beautiful whenever it happens. It's, uh, it's interesting. And I remember during the early stages of the Fountain campaign that it was compared to as a uh, Christmas tree or a cloud spring, spring, uh, sprinkling down snowflakes. Snowflakes of death. Yeah, yeah. at the top, right, when they're at the top, it looks like it's uh, s snowing. At the, uh, at the top of this one, though, you have Titans, and they, those are firing, and those are on the right as well. So you have two groups of Titans firing on the Keepstar as well. That'll help it get... Uh, make this thing go a little faster normally it's about 30 minutes due to damage cap but i think with uh everybody firing on it um uh, sorry that damage cap is actually quite great it's, i think the damage cap is 10,000 to 100,000 is that what it is something like that anyway it's like a lot a big range of difference but the titans will help it to be destroyed sooner up to a certain point where the damage cap kicks in so i think we should see this probably destroyed in less than 15 about 15 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. That's 12 to 15 is what they've been doing, I think. I got 100 Titans on my D-scan. Yeah, and that is probably just a third of what's available to Pappy. Um, 
we've seen that they have at least 300 Titans. Now they had loss, a, a lot of losses uh, in the last two months. So we don't know where their numbers are. They won't tell us. And we haven't seen any kind of display. Like before M2 even, we saw a lot of displays of power, which were everybody get in, everybody get on the field, show your presence. And we had two almost fights or three. Uh, so we could see kind of the scale of what we were looking at. And it was uh, clearly over 300 uh, Titans on either side. All right. Well, uh, my friend is one of the uh, guys from TNT. So my condolences to your old system here. He and his friends in TNT evacuated this place a while ago, a few days ago or a week ago. Uh, so all their stuff's out. Uh, they are still putting up a fight or were. Uh, yesterday, I believe, and probably today. So you might see some casualties on the other side. Um, but this is one of two systems, I believe, that they had. And for them, this was a big moneymaker for a long time. I believe they had set this up. And we're talking multiple structures, all doing different things, uh, like building stuff, mining, uh, refining, and all this kind of stuff for the better part of three years. Actually, more like four. Every... Um... Every moon has an Athenor on it in here. Yeah, that's a lot of moon mining. So it served its purpose well. It looks like a lot of fortune is being destroyed, but uh, these means of production here were already written off, and uh, they certainly got their use out of this. The leader of TNT is Wibla. I think you can see him in Talking in Stations Discord. He's usually very chatty in there. I think this is a pretty big moment. Uh, I'm going to agree with Dante Mundo. Yeah, it's quite a moment. Uh, because this is really, uh, like 1DQ is the home of Goon Swarm, and it is the capital of this entire Imperium Empire. And it is definitely not falling anytime soon. But this is one of the few times we're seeing an actual capital for an alliance uh, get destroyed. And we may not be, this. it may not be specifically this one, but that is a keep star. It is their keep star. Um, and this was their home. This is where they did a lot of industry and that sort of thing. So I think it, for all accounts and purposes, it would be fair to say that this was their home or part of their home and, uh, no more. It's been abandoned and, and now it's being demolitioned. Uh, the system again, can you read out that system? Eight or Q J tack two. Yeah. We'll take a look at it, uh, in a way that's, uh, We'll try not to miss the explosion, but let's have a look at Dotland. So if we move over to Delve, I'll go ahead and start with a universal so you can see where we are on the map, bottom left here in Delve. On this map, this area here is considered Helm's Deep, we call it, or actually we don't call it that, but it was, it was called that by uh, the Imperium, and so we still use it. And this one is the bottom corner here, Right there, I'll go ahead and light it up for you so you can see it. And that's where the action is that you're seeing right now. TNT is the owner of that. And there it is, circled in black. This area here, uh, 3-9, sorry, yeah, 3-9-P was actually Karma Fleet's capital. But Karma Fleet is a corporation inside of Goonsform. It's not a separate alliance. So it's not really the same thing. What we're seeing is an actual alliance and its home. Uh, there was a lot of lot of construction uh, of capitals and super capitals in three nine p. 
Battle, you may wish to click on your um, stream to focus on it. Oh boy, big. Sorry. Yes, you're right. There we go. And sorry about that. So I'll do that one more time just to sit, make sure you guys can see everything. Uh, here's the galactic southwest going into Delve at the top of Delve. On the left hand side, this whole area here is Helm's Deep. So starting here, and then everything behind it and way down here in the bottom left corner i'll highlight it for you is 8rq there it is not the red one but this black one it's uh highlighted all right hello guys all right um so that's the area being attacked i can understand why this why they set this up as a headquarter system it's a good little um pocket at the end of that long helm's deep chain right yeah, why do you like it? The dead end nature of it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean if you're in there and you're you've got all these almost ninety moons moon mining, you know, you're gonna get a, a long heads up from Intel channels. Someone tries to come hunt you and kill you. Yeah, there's only one way in. You know what other system is like that with one way in? BTAC R. <laughs> BTAC R five R B. Uh used to be a mining system but it turned into a great battle zone unexpectedly is that a dead end i've actually been there i didn't realize that yeah btac r is a dead end i'll show you since we have a minute tell me how much is left on that oh yeah no we we got time it's okay. about uh not even half yet in immensia which is the galactic south basically btac r is the top left of the map see Funny enough, that station was destroyed, oh, about a month to two months ago by Dreadbomb. We covered it live, and uh, you can see it um, on one of our shows. Uh, but that station there that that was that had been there a long time, right? The NPC stations were not things that blew up; they were things that got conquered. But they always existed for years and years and years. Well, when Citadels came around, and then finally when NPC stations in Delve or what they called outposts, outposts or player state, player owned stations, where those were turned into fortizars, then they could be destroyed. Um, but people kind of left them around because they were valuable in place. Uh, but not uh, when you're coming in and invading. That was destroyed uh, by Dreadbomb. Fed up were the owners. There wasn't any negotiating, any successful negotiating over it. So it was just destroyed along with my stuff that was all in there. So all that went to asset safety. I am no longer you, you, in BTAC R. You had stuff in there? Yeah, I used to live in that system when the big fight broke out. I woke up in the morning, walked outside to get the morning paper, and there were titans fighting each other. I was like, what's going on? I know, come on, that was years ago. You have plenty of time to move your stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I just left it all there. You know why? Because it was an orca and mining uh, ships and that sort of thing. So I wasn't about to fly those anywhere. Uh, I built it in place, so I, I didn't mind leaving it there. It was always meant to just live there. As this war progresses, and uh, I like to do, well, bring up that uh, for this offer, jump freighters are not going to be permitted. Oh. By uh, Norhouse's unless there's very specific circumstances, he's not going to permit you to bring a jump freighter with your items out of uh, 1DQ. I believe this offer is mainly for super capitals, but uh, under rare or exceptional circumstances, I believe he'll let you 
that uh, people wishing to take their assets out to take out uh, capitals and raw course. But uh, jump freighters, I'm afraid not. Well, that's an interesting twist. So it's not that you can move your stuff out. It's you can only move your super capitals. I'm sure that uh, if you have a super capital, you sh- and you have other belongings, you should be able to pack everything into the super capital and, uh, well, take your life belongings out of one DQ with you. Uh, based on your request, they'll be able to take you down, uh, well, quite a far, quite far away. Uh, taking you away from the battlefield and away from Delve, Sorry. far away from Delve, is probably non-negotiable. Go ahead, Abby. But you... Hold on. Cut. No, no. Vili just said, jump freighters are fine as long as it's one way. Oh, okay. One way. Thank you for clarifying, Vili. I... That uh, should clarify what uh, Noraus uh, said before. Jump freighters are one way only. Take uh, pack your most valuable belongings and uh, most uh, well, valuable based on how you decide it. And you should be able to go. Yeah, Billy, uh, Billy, you have an invitation to come in this channel and talk about this if you want to talk about it. To, we need to, we want to get clear on it. You're welcome to. You don't have to, of course. Um, the uh, Keepstar chain can take you, uh, taking you far away from the battlefield is probably non-negotiable. But the destination you might be able to negotiate. They would, they're willing to take you into, say, low stack down the Keepstar chain if you desire. <laughs> Uh, Vili's answer was uh, running a Titan fleet and subcap fleet at the moment, maybe later. Okay. So. Well, we, you can only dual box, we, you can't triple box. We understand no. where we rate. Yeah. Yeah. Weakling can't do, <laughs> can't do everything at once. No, he's, he's probably out there actually shooting this thing. Um, that's very funny, actually. I also want to point out that Elise Randolph is still... Um, habit gaming on twitch uh he is ccp swift now you saw him today earlier and he said when we were talking about btac r his stuff was in there too because that was the headquarters of pandemic legion who he was in charge of for a very long time so i thought that was pretty funny uh speaking of uh ccp swift aka least randolph we'll keep doing that for a while till everybody gets used to swift he had a great uh session today with kenneth feld and uh, our own, our own Kenneth Feld, our own Doctor Spod, and uh, from the CCP side of things, he had CCP Rotati and CCP Psych, I believe. These are the ecosystem guys with a couple players, and they talked about the uh, industry changes and answered questions, and uh, you know, managed the aggro as it was coming in. And they did that for like an hour and a half earlier this morning. You can catch that on CCP Twitch. Uh, the videos section. And also after uh, earlier this morning, I want to also plug, we did a great interview with Naros, who to me is a very interesting leader out there. And uh, we did about an hour. Uh, I thought it was, was very interesting. Um, We went about five or six different subjects uh, and we tackled the hard ones too. We talked about uh, what this war looks like, uh, their relationship to, um, the other groups that are there involved with, with Pappy. We talked about their interests. Of course, we hit the main topic, which was industry changes and what his calculations were about what would what things would cost later. And um, they roughly matched up with the Imperium's uh, projections as far as some of the numbers they were talking about. So 
we're starting to have a little more confidence with those numbers. Uh, we also talked about, uh, again, the hard subjects, uh, you know, the botting criticism and how he handles that. Um, also, the diplomacy that he's involved with, not only with Poshvin and, and Losek and putting down a Keepstar in Losek, but how is he handling the relationship of working with Pappy at the same time being semi, uh, I don't even know if it's semi, but being enemies to Army of Mango, who's also part of Legacy, which means they're also part of Pappy, since there's some cloaky camping involved. One of the things I didn't appreciate during the interview was just how interested he was in the anti-cloaking camping module or whatever it is it's coming out tool, I guess the is the right thing. Do we have any further information on that device or that tool for No. Um CCP Rotati mentioned it would be uh Oh god, let me try and find my notes. There were some adjectives put out, but it was still not yeah. any clear. Yeah, that's well, a great way to describe it. What was noted is uh, Norris actually had recently invested quite a lot on a new set of cloaky camping uh, alts and a new set of uh, a new uh, ships and equipment for a cloaky camping te- uh, cloaky camping team. Unfortunately, th- this tool might uh, disrupt its operations. Yeah, and we had heard uh, TIS had heard sources reporting a fraternity aligned cloaky camping in that area earlier so it's interesting that noros com- confirmed it i believe he's uh, also got cloaky camping uh, well he was planning on deploying cloaky camping somewhere up north uh, due to some members of the imperium renting from an alliance up there and he's wishing to well clear them out i'm uh, i'm punting on that one xavier 1984 asked do structures do structure destructions get counted on the economic reports or destroyed materials? Uh, my guess is yes, but I punted to Habit Gaming, again, CCP Swift, see if he can answer that. Or see if chat can answer that. Uh, that's right, Pachven is Poshven. Or Pachven, I don't know. I don't know how you say it. I think I need to consult someone, a linguistist. Yeah. All right. So CCP Swift will get an answer on that. His assumption is the same as mine, that it does count in destroyed items. I can't see why it wouldn't, but uh, it depends on how they get their data uh, because uh, stations aren't really made out of minerals. By the way, industrial changes, if you have not looked into that, are incredibly interesting and just uh, expansive, really. Uh I would uh, I would start to I would start to listen to some of the incredible amount of content that has been put out on this from our channel, from CCP's channel, from INN's channel, and of course from uh, the other channels as well. There's a lot to kind of get your head around. The numbers aren't really attached, but the theory is all there. That if you were building something before, it's going to become a lot more expansive. So where you used to just grab a bucket full of minerals, throw them into a ship and bake it until it was done. Uh, that's gonna change for some ships, most ships really. Are you gonna have to get all kinds of different minerals that you didn't have to get before? Sorry, all kinds of different ingredients that you didn't have to before. Which means that if you were fully verticalized, which means that you were the one that mined the minerals, you're the one that refined the minerals, you're the one that used those minerals with the blueprint to build the ship. 
and then you got the ship and you sold it, you had the whole vertical nailed down. That's going to be a lot harder now. <clears throat> Not only because you're going to have four or five different types of ingredients to build a ship, but each one of those is going to require blueprints, uh, or not all of them, but some of them are going to require blueprints that you'll have to make. So there's a lot more sub-steps. So it's not just a matter of mining and refining. It's a matter of doing a lot of sub-component building before you're able to actually build the ship itself. And the skill requirements to building ships has changed too. So it's going to be steep. You're going to have to specialize. <clears throat> and that's a great thing. If you're an industrialist and you want to specialize, it's a great time to stick with it. All right. We're just getting down to the last 20% here with this. All right. Well, uh, if you can take it, that'd be great because apparently my voice is giving out. So this happens uh, when I talk too much. Go get yourself a nice refreshing beverage. Before the <laughs> yeah. I'm going to step out for a second. I'm going to do just that. Uh, Rich, go ahead and take over if you can. Sorry sure. to put you in that position. Sure, that's fine. Uh, for people uh, wondering whether or not they should cash out their supers or titans, uh, super carriers or titans at this critical stage, I do wish to inform you of an observation I made. There are quite a few number of people who are currently purchasing super capitals and titans in the trade channels, but a lack of them selling them. With the production and industrial changes in mind, it is probably a better idea to hold on to super capital assets right now because should you sell them and should you cash out either through markets within your own alliance and groups or elsewhere, you may not be able to afford to buy another one back. Now, if you choose to cash it out now and such, you may walk out with a lot of money. And if you choose not to ever get involved in super capitals, this may benefit you. But should you wish to cash out and replace it, you may find some difficulty getting another one back. Uh, so please do keep this in mind. We're, due to the industrial changes, um, Noras is expecting these to go up over time, so your super capitals will most likely gain value over time. That's a very good point. Uh, it happened to a friend of mine recently. He uh, took a break and sold his Orca before he took a break and came back, and he had to buy a new one at about a 40% increase in what he sold his last one for. And due to the uh, scarcity changes and everything. And uh, I, I don't think the uh, current price estimates people are throwing around for super capitals will be uh, where they end up landing, but uh, it might be close. They might not be 200% of where they are now, but they might end up being 150. Yeah, uh, Lavacano just asked there in chat, what day does it hit? Uh, right now it's going to look like it's going to hit in two phases. And all we know is kind of roughly the middle of April, so maybe the second or third week of April. Um, I imagine that's for the first phase, and the second phase maybe, what, uh, two weeks or a month or six weeks afterwards, maybe. So, Rich, I have a question for you as someone who's not involved in the war. Sure. Uh, how, how trustworthy does the offer seem to you to... I, there are a lot of individuals, a lot of high-ranking individuals who have a long and reputable history uh, throughout EVE Online. Lady Scarlet has been involved in EVE for quite a long time, and she's uh, noted in a lot of different uh, reports and discussions that she's generally 
uh, very pleasant to deal with and is very trustable. For these individuals, all of them, all of these coalition leaders, alliance leaders, I believe Noros uh, gave us the number of 10 of them to put their reputation on the lines, to put this offer forward, is uh, one thing in particular. But also to keep in mind, they want to extract as many super capital assets away from Delve and 1DQ as possible. In the event that this is a hoax and a scam, they may be able to get one, two, three, maybe five or so people to uh, to jump to them and kill them if it were a hoax. And afterwards, nobody else would take the offer. And these people who would have taken the offer will use their super capitals in Delve in a final stand. To me, to set this all up, to ruin their reputation, just to score a mere few super capital kills and then risk even more super capitals staying in Delve and potentially causing a frustration for them. I, I feel the making this elaborate of a hoax, a ruse, and to lie about it, it's it's not worth doing. It's The uh, keepster should be going any minute now. All right, damage cap is 75,000 DPS. So that's damage per second. So, Gregorin, with those things in mind, one should keep, uh, one should keep in mind the, well... The consequences and how they wish to approach it. I believe the consequences of them betraying people and lying about this and making this a hoax is... It's just not worth it, in my opinion. I think when Norav said this was a real offer, it is indeed a genuine and real offer. It does have consequences if you take it, but it is real. And should you take it, they will hold up their end of the promise Your and they will take your super capital to safety in a faraway location where you, well, you can choose what to do next. We're not, we're not endorsing it. You know, they might drag you uh, off. I, but I'm not in, uh, but uh, definitely not endorsing it. It's, it's them. Uh, they have offered this. I'm telling you, this is how right. I view things. I mean, who knows if they walk you away from the battle and then, you know, shoot you out back behind the library. Uh, I, <laughs> I think if word got around that they were doing that, it would be, a much bigger sacrifice. I think we were talking to Noros earlier today. Um, Titan's going. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's starting to light up. You see the small explosions. Uh, Titans are starting to warp out. You see those things warping out? That's so cool. They're warping right through it. I'm going to salute that for uh, my friend, uh, the TNT executive here. And uh, it served them well. Again, made them a lot of money. It's actually, you know, Abby, that's one of the one of the neater uh, explosions I've seen because uh, just the way Almost. those things, yeah, they were that was pretty cool. The way they were silhouetted, yeah, it was lovely, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're a little self conscious about your ability to to be cam operator, but you did great. Hey, I'm no Ron yet. Ron or, or Sully. Sully, yeah. Ron's amazing. Sully too. Actually, Ron is streaming right now. He's right, probably cool. here having great fun. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll rate him in a second just to let people know. Oh, I, looks like Ashtarothi posted something interesting on Twitter. That at, apparently, uh, Old Man Star is getting a unique gate to reflect its special lore origins. Oh, that is really cool because that's where a gate... Uh, Old Man Star, I think, is the... Uh, is part of the origin story of gates, how they were invented 
And it's a it's a pretty eerie story where somebody gets trapped on the other side of a system that doesn't have a gate. But in that story, you'll find out why gates are where they are and uh, what makes them special. So we'll yeah, cover that tomorrow. Yeah. Ashtarothy will be here tomorrow to talk all about that. All right. I think that's it. Do we have anything else, guys? This m- amazing Titan ball on the fort. <laughs> that's right. them all jumping out now. How do I stop watching? All right. I can't shut it off, so we'll just leave it there. <laughs> all right, Rich, you have anything else? Uh, do I have anything else? Uh, yes, it was mentioned that this uh, this offer is uh, a way to damage the morale of the Imperium. Yes, it is indeed. It's a double-edged sword, but it is indeed a way of attacking Imperium morale, and in order to find out uh, which of the members have their own personal motivations to leave. It is absolutely a psyops uh, uh, way of damaging morale and ex- pulling people away from this war. I think it has more practical... Okay, so when the Imperium, this is analysis, the Imperium, when they put out their, here's the golden ticket, that was hilarious, it was it was uh, clever, and it was an interesting thing, as Elise uh, pointed out, like, do you take the ticket? Will anybody ever know if you took the ticket? Now, anybody that escapes, you don't know if they escaped because they paid their way out, or if they actually just legitimately escaped. So it it was really an interesting move psychologically but it was a little bit memey in that it was making fun of the people uh and so who would take that seriously and that was one of the things that we also talked about that could have um, worked against the actual idea maybe they thought nobody would actually ever do it and so who knows but i think and and that word is the way that matani works for instance i'll give you a personal example i had a keep star in onanen as people know and the Keepstar came under attack by the Imperium. So we negotiated. And in those negotiations, he said, well, you know, you could do this or you could do that. Or we could take the comedy route and you could just sell it to me. And because I was part of NC Dot. And so his way of it was it was like, we could just do this the funny way. Uh, so that's always in the cards with him. There's like, you know, there's one way, another way, and then there's a comedy way and stuff. And so that's one of the charms of goon swarms. They're very, they're funny. They're, um, you know, quick witted and all that other stuff. So I think the golden ticket idea had that humor with it, but it also may have worked against them in a more serious setting where people may have wanted to get their super out. Maybe it was just never going to happen. Who knows? Uh, they say that at least two people got out that way though. Uh, in this case, it's a much more serious offer with less humor attached to it, with less memeing and stuff. Go ahead, Rich. Unfortunately, humor or no humor, serious or no serious, anybody who takes this, don't take this decision lightly. Think about it. Think about the consequences. Uh, even if uh, the leaders are being serious about this and they're not memeing about this or not joking about this, people may look at you differently because of this. And uh, you the groups that you leave behind, you may not be able to rejoin them as a result of this. So this is not a light decision. This is a decision that uh, could potentially affect what you do in the future of EVE. Yeah, it's... Um, <clears throat> the thing is, I don't think this is... I don't think there's anybody that's hardcore Goonswarm or Imperium or in that core of people who are really tightly a part of the team. I don't think any of those guys are going anywhere and maybe nobody goes anywhere. 
I think this offer is meant for people who are hanging around for the money-making. Because this is the overall theory that Pappy has, that a lot of Goon Swarm and Imperium people essentially were there because it was a good place to get safe money-making opportunities. So when those go away, you don't necessarily want to corner those people. You want to give them a way out. Again, these are not necessarily the tightest loyalist. Uh, these are people who were there for the opportunities. Do they want to take their money and run? Uh, I think that's an interesting calculation uh, that Pappy's put forward. Like, let's give these guys an exit and they can take their money and they can go. We won't tax them. We won't humiliate them. They can just go. And that's um, a pretty effective, that's a pretty effective offer probably for some people. We'll see. Maybe nobody takes it. Maybe the only people left are the 3,000 fighters. I'm throwing that number out. I don't know what it is right now, but... Uh, at one point, I think it was 4,500, and I think it's gone down quite a bit, but I don't know where it's at right now. But I'm just going to say, you know, 3,000 people fighting on the Imperium side. Maybe all of them are there for the whole thing. And uh, uh, maybe none of them leave. But I think it's a good move. It's a shrewd move. It was a shrewd move when Imperium did it. It's a shrewd move when Pappy's doing it. Different tone. We'll see if, we'll see if that works. And different situation. And actually, different deal. Okay. One yeah, same shrewd move, though. <laughs> Same. Uh, last thing we'll look at here is um, we're looking back at the system of I gotta memorize this one. Eight um, R Q J Tac two. Again, this is a former home. I think we can call it of TNT. Well, they they may still own it. I don't know, but their structure is being destroyed. This is really um, a lot of damage being done to an alliance. Of course, they made their money and went, and they're fine. And they'll be fine, but really, like you're, we're taking out here. Looking at what we're looking at is the Pappy taking out a ton of structures, ten or more uh, today. Really, kind of just wiping the place out, and that's what's going on all over Delve over the last uh, few few days, and probably for the next few weeks is uh, is more or less demolitions as the Imperium is not really able to counterattack and get the victories. They are counterattacking. They're just not able to get the victories that we've seen. They did get one early on. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, um, I'd just like to mention this is a keep star in the system. There's almost 90 Athenors in the system they're going to be destroying as well. So this is just one part of uh, this whole demolition. Okay, thanks, uh, Rich. Abby, thank you for the camera work. Gregorian, thanks for the... Uh, information on um, snuff and uh, wrecking crew and i want to thank everybody for showing up today and watching talking in stations if you didn't see the interview earlier about uh, noros and his view on some of these changes i strongly recommend it it was a very interesting interview uh, he answered every question i asked and i asked some pretty tough ones i think also got myself into a little bit of trouble uh, as you'll see in the video but we won't talk about that. Okay, for Talking In Stations, thanks very much for watching. We will see you next time on Talking In Stations.